0: Is a Friday morning so
1: yeah Friday morning so anyway I also and I already have our show page uh-huh. already ready to go and you know what this is one of the things that I've done while listening to other people's podcasts is that um, the way that they do things are different than the way that we do them and there are some good habits that we need to get back into um, so that Okay. So for for everybody who is listening right now, um, across the desk and across the country is is my good friend, Jason Cousineau, senior executive at Rum Tasters of America. OK. <laughs> uh, and I, and I, of course, Eric Render King Fisk, the Tucker Carlson of Ringe, New Hampshire. And the name of this episode is. 12 step recovery program for crime junkies. Yeah. Can you just imagine what we're going to talk about in this episode? We'll give you a hint. It's in the title. <laughs> but a couple of other things I wanted to get to before we before we talk about this. Um we are going to be talking about the latest controversy surrounding Ashley Flowers Crime Junkie podcast and the other two podcasts that she's started. Uh, recently and the controversies surrounding her shady can i call them business practices or can i just call it outright thievery well, we'll...
0: i'd call it business practices okay
1: unscrupulous business practices but i want this
0: isn't the same jennifer flowers who was messed up with bill clinton ashley just so we're clear. ashley no, flowers. ashley flowers ashley oh. not
1: jennifer flowers not jennifer with kidding. a g
0: I was getting confused. All right. I think go, you did
1: Ash. that on purpose. I think you did <laughs> but that I on do purpose. That.
0: Yes, you would. <laughs> All right.
1: So, about a month and a half ago, I was perusing through my Facebook, and this gentleman by the name of Kevin Greenlee, who has a podcast called The Murder Sheet Presents You Can Never Forget. And he and I were going to do an episode of True Crime One-on-One on the Fedora Chronicles Network until, of course, we got COVID and uh, we had a, a family tragedy we had to deal with. And I I kept meaning to get back to him. And I got, I'm going to be really careful here because I'm going to read this off of his page that we are linking to. And this is, this is again... This is from Murder Sheet. You can never forget the fiasco. There's a reason why we rarely speak about the modern-day investigation into Burger Chef. We have no confidence in the ability of the officer who is currently tasked with looking into this high-profile, quadruple homicide. Right. Today, in the interest of transparency, we're going to tell you exactly why that is. Bill Dalton is the current lead investigator on the Burger Chef, I think what they mean is a Burger Chef murders for the Indiana yeah. State Police. Ashley Flowers is a millionaire serial plagiarist who also makes true crime podcasts, most notably Crime Junkie. Together, they came up with Red Ball, a four part podcast on the Burger Chef murders that ran. In November of 2019, it was badly written. I'm going to say, I'm going to pronounce this copraganda. I think they look, like, the propaganda, cop propaganda. I think that it's like, if I mispronounce it, take a shot.
0: They're doing a port menu. Yep.
1: Yeah. But the backstory behind the series is even worse. You see, Flowers handed over complete editorial control of her show to the state police. In exchange for this puffery, Dalton allowed Flowers to exclusively read and monetize investigative case files that not even the families of the victims have ever been permitted to see. And the Indiana State Police collectively shrugged their shoulders at this misconduct. In this episode, we get into Flowers' reputation within the true crime community, We'll talk about a true crime podcaster, Robin Water, and Esther Ludlow, who Flowers plagiarized, as well as journalist Kathy Fry, who blew the whistle on the scandal. We'll tell you about the unprofessional nonsense between Flowers and Dalton that Kevin witnessed firsthand, and we'll break down why exactly all of this should horrify anybody who cares about unsolved cold cases in Indiana. Now, we did an episode... I, well, I think it was about a year or, or two ago. Uh, I I had it on it's somewhere around there. Yeah, let's go back here. Let's go in the. Oh, August twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. So it's about a year and a half ago. Yeah, and we were and we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein and the coverage of 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 true crime cases, and we were talking about how Crime Junkies, starring Ashley Flowers and her good friend Britt Prowitt. I believe if I mispronounced her name, take a shot and I apologize. I'm not sure how I can be able to explain to you why what she did was bad without actually playing the entire episode. These three podcasters were chit-chatting with each other and they were comparing notes. And Robin Werder was listening to an episode of Crime Junkie after he published his episode on the same case that they covered, and what Robin had discovered is that basically what Ashley Flowers did was read his transcript word for word, with Britt sitting off to the side going, "Ooh, full body chills and and then what happened, to Ashley? and oh my goodness!" And it's not even it's not even their material. They're reading it off as if it's their material. And Esther Ludlow saw that Ashley Flowers and Britt did the same thing with her transcript. And a lot of people who have transcripts of their episodes on their show pages have discovered the same thing. I'm trying to figure out, what's the name of the guy who does trace evidence? Stephen Pachico. Pacheco. He discovered the same thing. And not only did they do this once, but they did this several times to him with his own material. And true crime podcasters have been sort of talking back and forth with each other and tried to figure out, like, how long has she been doing this? And how much money has she been making by plagiarizing other people's material? Now, let me take you back to high school or junior high. And you're in English class. Okay. Okay. And you had to do a report. What did your What was one of the things that you were taught by your teacher about Cite plagiarism? Your sources. Cite your sources. And what is plagiarism? Do I need to read the definition of, of plagiarism, Jay?
0: No, because plagiarism is when you take credit for someone else's work. Right. Or you do not attribute credit to the original source.
1: Right. Let's say that you're crunched for time. You forgot that you had a term paper due the next day. So you go online and you buy a term paper from somebody else. And you, re- you, you bring it into your Word for Windows application or program on your computer. And you just change a couple of things. And you put your name to it and you turn it in. You should get an F. And I had witnessed when I was in college, I have seen people expelled for doing that.
0: Yeah, you do it of the sitting president. Of the United States actually lost his pre- presidential bid in the 80s for doing it.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It was the presidential campaign. 1988. It's the first one that I witnessed. And Joe Biden plagiarized somebody else's speech, said it almost word for word, just swapped out um, his wife's name for the, the speech, the original speech writer's name. And when he got caught, he was so embarrassed, he had to quit his campaign. And he did not, um, he dropped out of the race and he didn't run again for, I, I guess, maybe 16 years. Joe Biden was caught plagiarizing. Joe Biden was caught lying while on the campaign tour. And he was forced to drop out because of plagiarism and lying about his own academic past. Now, she's been stealing other people's material since the very beginning i'm talking about ashley flowers here and right off the bat she has a very popular podcast like she shot up to number one almost immediately how did that happen well apparently she took her life savings and i think that she was like maybe i i I don't i don't know like maybe 28 29 30 she's i think i think now she's 33 And she rose up the charts very quickly. The $10,000 question is, Jay, how did she go about this? How can you explain her meteoric rise to fame and fortune? This is something that I learned recently. Somebody who runs a Twitter farm approached me and said, this is what he did for one of his clients. They, They have a whole bunch of people sitting in a... Uh, it's essentially a sweatshop with laptops. Uh-huh. And basically what they do is they retweet the same message over and over again. And that that's how they get buzz for somebody's product.
0: And you pay for that.
1: And you pay for that. Somebody was willing to do this for the Peter War Chronicles for $350 a month. Yikes. Okay? That's a lot of cabbage. And this guy promised that we would quadruple our web traffic in 30 days. Now, first, he started off by approaching me with this bogus account where it's like he was posing as a woman. And just for shits and giggles, I kind of strung this guy along. I said, it's really weird that you're asking me to give you $350 a month, but you won't tell me your full name. You won't tell me your address. You won't give me your phone number. I'm just supposed to PayPal you or Venmo $350. Why should I trust you? And as the time progressed, I sort of like I, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed by the fact that I, that I actually like dragged this information out. He told me that he has a Twitter farm or a spam farm, and this is what he does. And he's showing me screen captures of the work that he's done for other people. I don't know if, in fact, Ashley Flowers hired this person to do this for her or somebody like him, but I thought it was very suspicious. But if you can just go to Twitter real quick and you just do a search for Ashley Flowers, I'm going to do it right now. Unfortunately, I was... I, I've also posted a lot <laughs> saying we're going to be talking about this in this week's episode. You're going to see a lot of links <laughs> from the Fedora Chronicles
0: and me talking I'm back. And, sh- huh? I'm not even sure I have a Twitter account.
1: Yeah, you do. You haven't used it in 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 ages. Oh, uh, OK. Here OK. I actually looked you up. Ah, and you go to That's latest. Funny. Jake's trying to see if whether or not he actually still has. Yes, I am <laughs> a Twitter account. I'm just going to read this here. All right. All right? Now, here's the thing. There are two Ashley Flowers. OK, <laughs> she actually has on her Twitter account. Not that Ashley Flowers. And she looks like she has an old time. <laughs> it's it's it,
0: hilarious.
1: it's kind it's kind of funny. So skip those. OK, Um, you look at a lot of these 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 things right here. Ashley Flowers wants to up the ante of true crime. Ashley Flowers wants to up the ante of true crime. All of these posts over and over again by other people. Ashley Flowers, Crime Junkie host, releases new podcast, The Deck. Ashley Flowers, Crime Junkie host, releases new podcast, The Deck. Ashley Flowers, Crime Junkie host, releases new podcast, The Deck. New post, Ashley Flowers, Crime Junkie host, releases new podcast, The the Deck. Ashley Flowers wants to up the ante of true crime. Ashley Flowers, crime junkie host, releases new podcast The Deck. Ashley Flowers, crime junkie deck. Ashley Flowers wants to up the ante of true crime. Ashley Flowers host releases new podcast does, The Deck. How is she
0: upping the ante?
1: She has this new crime. now now here's part of the story. This is why Jason is such a great podcast
0: co-host. I'm just feeding you the next line, man. Go for it.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad we wrote this script and hammered it out at three (laughs) o'clock in the morning. Ashley Flowers borrowed the idea for the deal from another podcast called Dealing Justice. And this is from their Twitter page. True Crime Podcast, where your hosts, Jennifer Dubinask, take a shot if I mispronounce her name, and Lori Jennings, spotlight one card from the cold case playing cards. The New York Times had to do is that they actually had to go back to an article that they published earlier and had to insert the fact that, yes, no, Ashley Flowers actually um, borrowed this idea from somebody else. It's amazing How, as I'm scrolling here, I've counted at least maybe 20 spammy accounts all saying the same thing. Ashley Flowers wants to up the ante of true crime. It's very suspicious, Jay. Yeah. This is like the latest of the sleaziest things that she has ever done. I'm not sure which is worse. The fact that she is astroturfing her own podcast using a spam farm. Or that she steals other people's material and profits off of it. I'm not sure which is worse. Because the traffic that she's getting is artificially inflated. Also, go over to Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast and read the reviews of her podcast that people have put up there. And tell me if they don't seem a little vaguely familiar.
0: Oh, really? Okay. And where do we? Where do I get the comments? Do, do, do. you got to scroll all the way to the bottom.
1: Meanwhile, earlier this week, Katie Roseman posted a puff piece on the New York Times. (laughs) Ashley Flowers wants to up the ante of true crime. (laughs) Wow. This is now this is a message or a lesson to all podcasters. Your lies will catch up to you if you when you get too big for your britches. Your past is going to get catch up to you because if you look at a lot of these five star reviews,
0: what do you see see the same things love your podcast now suspicion is not proof jay right well I'm also seeing a lot of uh a lot of one star reviews it used to be good um it's just what is the come on i was what was the, where was the one i was just on Did you see all blah, 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 blah. um too much cop bashing um Oh, here, here's one. Get woke, eventually go broke. Not gonna actually blame the new wokeness. CJ is deeply involved in lately. Um, the new York Times has written a review on Ash, and without the wokeness, that never would have happened. You know, just other things used to be. Now that been listening to this podcast since the start, used to be so good. Now all the SJW crap and bashing of the blue, I can't get through an episode anymore.
1: Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of like really bad one star reviews. Right.
0: But everything else is, I love this podcast, um, started work for the post office, needs something to listen to, got me through five cross-country road trips. I love listening to crime junkies. Does a great job narrating the crime stories, keeps you engaged. Um, uh, can I give them 100 stars?
1: I guess. Well, I don't know. If, you know if, if, if If you hire your own Twitter farm or your own spam farm and you have... You have 20 people with five different, account- five different accounts. I guess you can. Right. Maybe my mouth is wrong. But here, here's the thing I, I'd like to be able to read here to, to, the, to the crew or to our listeners. Ashley Flowers wants to up the ante of true crime. The Crime Junkie co-host who oversees a network of popular podcasts has a new podcast aimed at heating up the coldest of cases. Again, this is from Catherine Roseman. And this is published February 2nd, 2022. Updated February 3rd, 2022. Last month, Ashley Flowers, 33, the producer of more than a dozen true crime podcasts, was racing between her home and her office in Indianapolis, preparing for the arrival of two babies. The first, her daughter, Josie, who was born January 28th. The second, Due This Week, is a new podcast she's hosting called the deck like her hit show crime junkie the deck deliver delves into true stories about murders and missing people but for the new show rather than drawing on crime stories in the news and suggestions from listeners miss flowers and her team have sought out cases represented in playing cards that law enforcement agencies print with the photographs of the victims then distribute in prison in the hopes of turning up new leads similar podcasts have come before she basically stole the idea from dealing justice and if you click on the link on the updated article that's behind a paywall on the new york times website you will see dealing justice in each episode of the dealing justice podcast your host jennifer Dubanaski and Lori Jennings will spotlight one card from the cold case playing cards, hear a victim's story, learn about the crime, and help close the case. So I go on and I do a little bit more research and I see that, well, she also stole the same idea for Crime Junkie from My Favorite Murderer, or people have accused her of doing that. Now, people can accuse you and I of stealing the idea for this podcast from any other podcast out there. You have two nerdy guys who sit behind a microphone and make snarky comments about the weekly news.
0: Yeah, that's us. Yeah, we do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but here's the question that I have for our, our listeners, our, our longtime listeners and our first time listeners. Who's propping her up and why? Why did the New York Times have to do this story? And here's the other thing. They don't ever mention
0: the plagiarism
1: from the same article, the same New York Times article. In 2019, she caught flack when BuzzFeed reported crime junkies was using journalists work without acknowledgement. Audio Chuck, which is the name of Ashley Flowers production company, removed the episodes BuzzFeed flagged. Mrs. Flowers now frequently cites sources on the podcast and shares links to source material online. Um, Listen, um, Katie, I think the word you're looking for is plagiarism. Okay, you could have saved yourself a couple of words by just using the word plagiarism. Right. Who's propping her up and why? Why is she being propped up? Why is it that she's allowed to take credit for other people's work monetize other people's work and she gets away with it and how come she has a legion of fans who will run to her defense and claim everybody else does it now if you go and you listen to this episode that we have linked to you can never forget the fast fiasco from murder sheet you will hear other podcasters talk about how they discovered ashley flowers stole their material word for word reread it reread their transcripts and monetized it because they she has commercials on her podcast she's making money off of the podcast she's making more than enough money to buy a house i'm not sure if it was 1.3 or 1.6 million dollars i don't know if there's a significant difference between 1.3 and 1.6 but that's a lot of money it is and let's just give her a little credit maybe it's not maybe it's not all her maybe her husband makes a lot of money as well that's a lot of house for a suburb in indianapolis Indiana uh indiana that's a lot of money that's a lot yeah. of house that's a lot of money for a lot of house mm-hmm. i had an analogy to go with this but i i don't i don't know if i want to take the time to do this but it gets back to the question why is she being propped up by the new york times why did the New York Times do this puff piece and fail to mention plagiarism? or they glossed over the plagiarism part?
0: See, that's just it. And this is why, like, you know, conspiracy-minded people like ourselves. Yeah. Gotta wonder, you know, this podcast is checking all the boxes. They're now bashing cops. That's the the cause celeb at the moment, right? So they're following along with the approved agenda. It's okay to talk about true crime as long as you don't give the cops credit or if you lay the blame on the cops because cops are bad at the moment, right? So that's what they're doing. They're following along with the agenda. So now they're on the inside, you know? They're the – they're in the the click, if you will. So now they can get positive reviews and therefore all of their sins of the past can be forgiven. They can be forgiven for the plagiarism because – Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you say in the article that they are now citing their sources? They are now. Right. They So they've, to my knowledge, they've changed their tune on that, but they've never acknowledged that they never did earlier.
1: Oh, they, they released a press statement saying, well, this is a problem with the entire true crime community, not us. And, and we're looking forward to working on on safeguards and standards to make sure that this never happens again.
0: Right. So, like I said, they're they're in the in crowd now, so they can get away with that, you know. If they were someone who was giving the police actual credit, you can be sure that the New York Times if they did an article on them at all, which they probably wouldn't, they would be pointing out a crime the this true crime podcast which has been plagued with plagiarism in the past struggling to overcome the the accounts of plagiarism against it you know what i mean it would be brought up it would be reminded you hey these guys are plagiarists but because they're not because they're towing the woke party line they're towing that progressive agenda of cops are bad then they're able to get away with it and get supported and propped up from it Plus the fact that it's woman owned, let's be honest, is not hurting them at all.
1: And Ashley Flowers is easy on the eyes.
0: Well, that's a matter of opinion. But yeah, I'm sure that doesn't hurt at all. I mean, she's not a bad looking woman. That definitely does not hurt. But it is, you know, you and I have got the wrong dangly bits and the wrong opinions. New York Times is never gonna do a glowing article about us. Just plain and simple. We're not. No, the New York We're not, Times is never. The,
1: the New York Times is never going to do a puff piece. Dropping up the Fedora Chronicles radio show or News of the Week with Jason Cousino. It's it's never going to happen. Now the other question that I have is: It how are other true crime podcasters supposed to compete when they don't have the advertising spam budget that Ashley Flowers has? Right. And now let's. I will. I will give her credit if what she says is true that she used her. Savings, the money that she earned to buy advertising, to promote her podcast, you know what? good for her. I'd like to know how she did it if she did it morally, ethically, and legally, right. But I also, at least once or twice a week, I get these people who run these spam farm operations in like, let's say Bangladesh. I could hire these people for $350 a week and they can they can have people sitting, at their laptops, in these cyber sweatshops, just downloading our episodes over and over and over again. So that when I go to an advertiser and I says, look at all the downloads that I have. Look at, look at all the revenue I'm able to generate. Look at all the people who are downloading and they look at, well, where are your downloads coming from? And they look and they say, they're from third world countries where hardly anybody speaks or listens to the English language. Don't you think that's a little suspicious? because they do. You can actually look into your statistics and you can see where people are listening to your podcast. Like we have it on we have it on on SoundCloud where we host our podcast. I can see that the majority of our listeners are in the United States, Canada, England, Scotland, Ireland, Australia, and we have one or two listeners in japan china and for for a while there we had one listener in an ant antarctica who used to listen to the <laughs> metaphysical connection with <laughs> walt and i
0: that's awesome
1: what do they all have in common jay they're real people And my son is looking at me yeah antarctica yeah They left a laptop behind, and a penguin (laughs) is just tapping his beak on the download button.
0: Well, I can't fly. Might as well do this.
1: They actually have... I think we have a listener in the Soviet Union, some gulag. You will listen to this horrible podcast. You will listen
0: to this horrible podcast. You have not told the line.
1: If you do not give us the information we have asked for... We'll make you listen to Eric Fisk karaoke again. You will listen to Eric Fisk's podcast until your ears bleed. Your ears will bleed blood until you tell us where did you hide the secret plans for the Death Star. (laughs) You have been a very bad comrade, comrade. Oh, you don't like to talk. I guess you'll just have to listen. To another episode of News of the Week with Jason (laughs) (laughs) Gazzano. No, please, not that. No. I I love my mommy. (laughs) So, because here's the thing. People are not stupid. You can go and you can look at how somebody is just reposting the same thing over and over and over again using different accounts. Yeah. People like listeners are not stupid. Unless, of course, you're a crime junkie fan and somebody explains to you they stole this material from somebody else. Oh, I don't care. I like it anyway.
0: Right. Exactly. But they say it. They, it's the way they say it. It's the way they talk about it.
1: I like the way how Brit says, full body chills. Don't, right. Don't take my crime junkie away from me.
0: No. I mean, on the one hand... If you look at the very face of it, what they do is no different than what you and I do,
1: right? No, well.
0: Two friends nope. sitting down talking about the subjects that We write our own appeal material. To
1: them. <laughs> we write our own material. That's the only difference. But, yet, right. and, but this isn't scripted. This right. isn't, we don't script what it is that we say. Right, completely
0: unscripted. And we have, um, apparently they have certain, like someone says something about a uh, a drinking game every time they say certain, oh. They have a drinking game for when they say, wait, what? Supposedly, super, right, OMG, like, we have our own drinking game. <clears throat> yeah. You know, so. But that was,
1: that started with me making, uh, making fun of myself.
0: Right, you know, and it's, there's certain things that are just humanisms. Like, you and I, there's certain phrases that you and I use all the time. Like, here's the thing, you know, um. Have a cup of shut the fuck up. You know, there's things that we say a lot. Right. You know, Alec
1: Baldwin also has. I'm sorry. What's that? Alec Baldwin's podcast was was called. Here's the thing. Right. I believe so.
0: You know, but it's just it's there's phrases that we use all the time. I'm certain, you know, our regular listeners have their own things that they laugh at whenever we say it or they can tell something's coming up kind of a thing. You know, I'm, I'm sure they do. You know, both of them. Both of our listeners. So. Oh, it's, hi,
1: Jason's mom.
0: Right. <laughs> hi, Eric's mom. So some of these comments are just pointing out the humanity of the two hosts, which is fine, you know, because let's be honest. We, a lot of times you listen to someone like Joe Rogan would not be as popular as he is if he himself didn't come across as a likable guy. right? And he does, you know, and if you think he's not likable then you're probably not listening to his show. That's just how it is. You yeah. Know? And so
1: I, Yeah. And, and, I, and I find that amazing. How is you can campaign to have Joe Rogan removed from Spotify for, quote, disinformation, quote, unquote. But the same people, not that I know of anyway, will ask to have Ashley Flowers removed from Spotify or any other platform. For plagiarism, right? Somehow having Dr. Robert Malone sitting on the other side of the table discussing the field that he's very knowledgeable on, and says things that that grate on people that that rub people the wrong way. That's a bigger crime than plagiarism. That that right. to me is shocking.
0: Well, again, it's going at it from everyone's individual perspectives, right? So, like for example, a lot of the uh, The people who are still coherent and Neil Young fans say is that, well, Neil Young um, was a was afflicted with polio when he was younger because he couldn't get the vaccine. So he's very pro vaccine. okay that's fine. He's still throwing a hissy fit and betraying everything that he's been telling us about rock and roll and freedom and all this other shit because he's now catering to the woke crowd right or because he's just freaking pissed off at Joe Rogan because they has he has the temerity to have a different point of view so now neil young is compromising his principles in one way because of a personal experience all right fine doesn't make him any less of a hypocrite just makes him a hypocrite with a reason you know i don't i'm not a fan of canceling people i'm i i'm a fan of pointing out like for example True crime. The crime junkies there. They've changed their ways on plagiarism. Good for them. Yeah. Have they gone back and reattributed any of their previous episodes to the original sources? Probably not. Is that a high bar to set for forgiveness? Probably. But at the same time, this is a blatant money grab. You know, if they had been like this from the very beginning, my views would be different. I'm just going to flat out admit that. Yeah. If they had been citing their sources from the get-go and they were as successful as they are now, I would be like, good for you, you know? They're doing some other shady shit now. Look at the reviews and see how much time you see. Love, love, love this podcast. Love, love, love your podcast. Love, love, love listening. You're going to see it quite a bit. Right. That stinks of a farm, of a Twitter farm, of a a review farm or whatever. Yeah. Because they're using the same things.
1: It smells like horse shit. It smells like horse shit.
0: Right, you know, but you also have, they do have a lot of legitimate listeners and they are saying things, you know, they, the people that are actual listeners are planning reviews. Great. I wish more of our listeners would plant reviews. I wish more of our listeners would buy something from Zazzle. I wish more of our listeners would support us on Patreon. Oh, you know
1: what? Hold on a second. Hold on a second here. You know what? Oh,
0: hold on. You you have the cup, don't you? Harrison, I'm just going to, I'm just
1: going to borrow your, your Zazzle mug here for a second. Hold on. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness. That really is awesome coffee from a coffee mug that you can get yourself at zazzle.com <laughs> slash Fedora Chronicles. Is that not the best coffee you've ever had, Harrison, out of a out of a Fedora Chronicles Zazzle mug?
0: It's not coffee if the it, it's not coffee if it It's not
1: coffee if the majority of it is cream. He said that it's, it's, it's not coffee if the majority of it is Bailey's Irish cream. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your mug, not his. <laughs> what are you doing with my mug? What are you doing with my mug?
0: At least he didn't say, I don't know. I've never had coffee in anything other than the Fedora Chronicles Zazzle mug. That's right.
1: <laughs> now, here's the ultimate disclosure that I am going to put out there. I used to be jealous of her success to some small extent. How can somebody who just started out in podcasting, who's only been doing it for a very, very short while, all of a sudden have one of the top 10 shows? And it doesn't sound any different than the other true crime shows that I've listened to. Right. Okay. I would love to be able to have fanatical fans like they do that I don't have to buy. We have a natural organic growth from people who actually enjoy listening to the show. And we appreciate right. every one of our listeners. We we really do. We and they're the I mean like I said in the last episode that we that we recorded. For beginners, I do this show for me first and you mm-hmm. and then our listeners. I don't do it for the people who say, why do you have to do so much paranormal? Why do you have to do so much news of the week? Wouldn't the Fedora Chronicles be better if you didn't do so much paranormal? Or wouldn't the Fedora Chronicles be better if you didn't do so much true crime? Because the true crime episodes make me sad. They make me pout. Um.
0: Well, nice. I'm glad you have that opinion and we respect your opinion. We value your opinion. Keep listening to the shows you do like. This is why we have the News of the Week shows and the Paranormal Post shows, so you know what you're getting when I, you listen.
1: I, it, here's the problem. If I was doing it for the money, if I was chasing dollars and I was just chasing the almighty buck and I kept, oh, true crime isn't popular. It's not It's not making us any money. Let's switch to something else and let's switch to something else again. If I was chasing dollars, I don't think I would be as good at this as I am now because When you're doing it only for the money, you're making decisions based on where the dollar is coming from. Does that make any sense? Because I don't think that I'm smart enough to do it for the money and do a quality show and just keep
0: doing my thing. Well, the truth is, is the passion gets lost. If you're doing it just for the money, you lose your passion. Right. And that's like, for example, when I was in college, um, I got a gig doing graphic art and I was drawing what other people wanted me to draw and I didn't enjoy it. it was I, I lost the passion for me. And for after that gig was over for several months, I had a hard time sitting down to draw because it kind of killed the enjoyment for me, you know? So you're going to lose that passion if you're not staying true to the reasons why you're doing it. Right. So we talk about news of the week because we're political junkies. We right. talk about true crime because, well, in some some way, the same kind of reasons, right? These are things that affect our world, and true crime does touch on politics, right? So the same thing that makes us political junkies makes the, is also the appeal to us for the true crime podcast, you know? Also, your personal experience with crime in the past. Yeah. That, that gives you a passion for it, right? The paranormal post, that's something that – the paranormal is something you and I have had an interest in, um, talking about has been a foundation of our friendship for 20-some-odd years. God, has it really been 20 years? Anyway.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's it's more than 20
0: years. Yeah. You know, so we have these interests, which is why we do the shows about it, why we can do the research and go in and – of course, when I talk about research, I'm talking about you doing the research. Right. We go in and we read these articles, right? And we find out what's going on. We have an interest. It's also how that passion gets picked up by the people who listen to us. They know that we like what we're talking about. We know it's, they know it's a subject that matters to us. And we want to – basically, we want to we do good by it, for lack of a better term. We want to we present these things in a way – that entertains us and shows our passion and we didn't like sit down and say oh so we're going to do a podcast and what should we do the podcast about well Did the new, podcast
1: yeah news right. of, news of the week is making millions of dollars for somebody else so that's what we're going to do be- right because i want to live in a house that goes for anywhere between 1.3 and 1.6 million dollars
0: i want to live in a goddamn castle <laughs>
1: We actually talked about that on um, yeah. on uh, on one of the threads on our, our Facebook group page.
0: I- right. So, I mean, yeah, and that's why aren't we catching on? Is because of our personalities? Is because we have the wrong dangly bits? Our voices are too deep. What I don't understand.
1: Well, I think the problem Not is, that it matters. I think the problem is, is that it's like, I'm just so afraid of showing off some cleavage in some of my pictures and, and I, I, I don't, I, Eric, I, I want all the other Eric. boys to continue to respect me as a, as a Eric. person. Eric, yeah. Men shouldn't have cleavage, <laughs> but you get the point. <laughs> right. And I'm not saying that the, I'm not saying that the only reason why they're successful is because they're attractive. I'm saying right. that there's there's a secret sauce there
0: that we haven't hit upon.
1: Well, we won't hit upon it. Seriously, if I had three hundred and fifty dollars, do you think that I would pay this guy in Bangladesh to post spam on Twitter promoting our show? And having right. and, and 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 having um, slave labor keep downloading the same episodes over and over again
0: and inflate the numbers and inflate yeah.
1: the numbers artificially.
0: I'm because he, you you have too much respect for yourself and the potential of the show. Because here's the thing, right? If the money matters more, you're not going to have those thoughts later on. Like, say for example. You did that, and then the Fedora Chronicles radio show News of the Week blew up, and we had millions of listeners, right? We were able to just make money by doing the podcast. You know as well as I do, you get up in the middle of the night, and you go to the bathroom, you look at yourself in the mirror as you're washing your hands, and there's going to be that thought in the back of your head, do I really deserve this?
1: Oh, I, I know. I know.
0: Right? Because you have that integrity, because your desire for doing this is not so much overcoming your desire for integrity. You want to get like that, but you want to get that way honestly. And I do too. I would love to be able to quit my day job. Hey, I'm making too much money doing this podcast thing. We're moving to a daily schedule and blah, 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 blah. I'd love to say, to say that to my boss, that would be fantastic. It would be not going to happen anytime soon, but it would be
1: awesome. What drives me crazy when talking to other podcasters And this is one of the reasons why I left so many of the podcasting groups, because you have people asking these questions. How do I better market my podcast? And all of these people with these dubious, light, fluffy profiles, and they have like three or four pictures on them, and they've only been on Facebook for a couple of months. And they say, I can help you quadruple your listenership in a month just pay me three hundred and fifty dollars and people actually fall for that and then after 20 episodes they quit because they they wasted that money the money right. that they should be spending and and buying better equipment they're wasting on these marketing scenes there's no secret sauce in tricking people into listening to your podcast with one exception make better episodes the right. only way you are going to get other people to listen to your podcast is to make sure your youngest son is not blowing his nose w- with within the sound of the microphone. I don't know if you heard that or not. Did not the trick into getting people to listen to your podcast is to do better episodes. That's it. Right. You can pay well, for, and you can it, pay. It, yeah, go ahead. It's like
0: any. It's like anything else that's creative. This is a creative endeavor, right? There is no shortcut in a creative endeavor you've got to put in the time and you've got to do it the right way like on 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 cora i go on cora and i always see people how can i learn this piece of music quickly practice the fuck out of it well i don't have a lot of time to practice then you're not going to learn it quickly there's no trick simple
1: there there is there is no trick and when you see somebody else is using these tricks and using these gimmicks and their numbers are fake and they're phony. Right. How can you have any respect for somebody who does this shit?
0: Well, I also wonder, too, how do they respect themselves? Like, you know, does Ashley get up in the morning and look at herself in the mirror and think she's an awesome person because she's got inflated numbers? She's in the top five podcasts. Right. Does it bother her at all that certainly at least a percentage of those numbers are... Numbers that she's paying for, not that she's earned. Because you look at her and you look at Joe Rogan, right? Right. Joe Rogan earned those numbers. Now, Joe Rogan started off with a definite advantage in that he was a celebrity prior to yeah. creating his podcast. So he had a head start. Does she view that as, as her her head start? I mean, how does how does she how does she look at herself in the mirror? You know what I mean? And how does she have a positive outlook on herself? Because I wouldn't I wouldn't and you wouldn't. And that's why we haven't done it. You know, one of the reasons why we've had people offer to be sponsors that when we've gone. Eh, maybe not for that reason, because we don't want them having editorial influence over us. And if they're paying for us to do the podcast, what's going to stop them at one point saying, OK, look, um this is run by my brother-in-law, so I don't want you talking about it.
1: We had somebody get in touch with us from a platform that's not Spotify. And you, you've heard of this platform uh-huh okay And they they wanted us to be exclusive on their platform for pennies on the dollar. They, when they when I heard how much they were willing to it was not thousands. okay? Wow. high hundreds, high hundreds with limited editorial, guidance.
0: Oh, I remember you telling me about this.
1: And I talked to this woman for about an hour and a half and she kept going back and forth to this, but you'll be making hundreds of dollars every month. But you'll yeah. tell me what I can and can't talk about. We will only guide you when you're talking about things that might make advertisers uncomfortable. Like, like I think that we should hang pedophiles by their own intestines off of lampposts on Main Street. Um, that should. I don't be, get what's so controversial. About I don't that. understand why that's so controversial. <laughs> but it, Eric, it's hundreds of dollars a month. But what? If, what if I want to do an episode where I talk about? And, I, and nobody knew Anthony Fauci's name back then. But I'll use it as an example. What if I wanted to do an episode about how Anthony Fauci is a douche nozzle and a twat waffle? Would that be okay? Could Could Jason still talk about? drinking too much crack and rum before making hot sweet love to the bar matron that he's planning on marrying someday okay could i talk about that
0: no we're getting unmarried we're not getting married
1: anyway all right but the thing is that it was once you take the money
0: right you're now beholden
1: you're now beholden because the thing is that it's like i'm trying to remember what's the what's the i think i'm i i'm not i am not going to guess at the name of this podcast there's a there's a true crime podcast duo who claim that ashley flowers stole their idea and called it crime junkie they have an exclusivity deal now with amazon for a hundred million dollars and once they wow. took the 100 million dollars and i don't know how for how long it was i don't know i don't know how long the, the 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 contract is going to last but you go over to their reddit page and you have fans complaining about how they have watered down their podcasts and now they don't listen anymore is that worth 100 million dollars if somebody offered us 100 million dollars but there are some things that we cannot talk about like we can't talk about how Monsanto was experimenting on villages in South America, specifically Venezuela and Argentina, and they poisoned a whole bunch of people and children who were having these really bad like, birth defects. We're not allowed to talk about that on our podcast anymore?
0: Right, that's not going to sit well with either one of us.
1: No, but you take the money, they have a say in what you can and can't talk about. Mm-hmm. For us to be profiled in a positive light on the new york times or in the new york times newspaper what do i have to do to get them to paint us in a positive light am i willing to do that that's
0: well that, i think i think the proof is no you've already basically proven that
1: because for, for the only way for you to be successful if you, is if you don't compromise your vision but on the other hand the only way that you can be successful is if you're willing to compromise your principles right. f- in certain ways for certain people. What if Newsmax called us and said, We'll give you a hundred million dollars for the next five years, but you can never say anything bad about Republicans or Donald Trump?
0: I, I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't. Because I don't like Donald Trump, you know? I don't always agree with the Republicans. I'm not willing to compromise my principles to stifle my freedom of speech and get paid for it.
1: But Jay, don't you you understand? You could buy a house for $1.3 to $1.6 million in Utah and do this podcast every day of the week, Monday through Friday.
0: Yeah, but we wouldn't be doing our podcast. We'd be doing theirs. If they want to hire me to do their podcast, that's fine. Right. I'll be more than willing to host another podcast that someone else put together because now I'm an employee, right? Right. That's the difference between podcasting and being a talking head on, like, Fox News, for example. I don't know if they have an editorial mandate at Fox News or CNN to only talk good about Democrats or Republicans. But if that's understood when I took the job, then that's understood when I took the job, right? Yeah. That's completely different. Podcasting, this podcast that basically you built from the ground up and then invited me on to – Oh, basically, so we could talk to each other, right? All the time. Right, you know, that's different. That's not something that someone else hired me to do for them. You know, yeah. If they want, if someone wants to sponsor us to do a podcast, but not call it the Fedora Chronicles News of the Week, we'll call it, you know, uh, the whatever they are, you know, the the Ovaltine News of the Week. Fine, sure. we'll do Ovaltine's News of the Week, and we'll talk about whatever they deem is. Good enough for us to talk about, but they're the ones that have to tell us what the topics are going to be. Okay, fine. I would now be I'm will- just a professional talking voice, I can do that.
1: I would be willing to take the money with the except with the stipulation they could never tell us what we can't talk about, right? Who would pay a hundred million dollars for the next five years? for you and I to talk about whatever it is that they want and make it worth their while.
0: That's just didn't a lot of people.
1: Why would you And I but here's the other thing. You look at somebody like Ashley Flowers. She now has a 100, I'm sorry, a 1.3 to 1.6 million dollar house. She has a brand new baby girl. Somehow some way somebody's going to have to tell Josie where all the money came from. Your mom lied and plagiarized and stole other people's work.
0: Yeah, but she's not going to ever say that. She's not going to say that. Somebody Someone else, else may say it. Somebody else. Mommy, is. how is it true that you did this? M- at that point there's going to be a probably awkward conversation, right. but at the same time there's honestly there's a part of me that's like good for her for making that much money. I couldn't do that. You know who else makes millions of dollars? Porn stars. I couldn't do porn.
1: What? De- I, I depends. Depends on the I'm just kidding. I shouldn't even joke about that with my son sitting next to me here.
0: I couldn't do that. You know what I mean? There's certain things that you have to be willing to accept to do certain jobs, right? Like actors, for example, there's a lifestyle that goes along with being an actor that even if I had the talent, I wouldn't be interested in doing it. I don't care to be a celebrity. I don't want to I don't care to have people following me around or stalking me or anything like that. I want if I want to go out to dinner, I don't I don't want to walk out of the restaurant to a bunch of reporters taking pictures of me. Right. You know, those are things that I just don't want to deal with. So I'm actually rather thankful that I don't have what it takes to be a celebrity because that's part of that lifestyle that I just don't want to deal with. You know, look at like Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan. They had fucking mental breakdowns, huge mental breakdowns because of the pressure they felt they were under to perform and be always, quote-unquote, on, right? And now Britney Spears is trying to get her life back together. The woman's 40-something years old she's trying 40. to get her life together. She's 40. Yeah. So, all right. So she's 40 years old and trying to get her life back together. She's trying to be a normal person. And even that's in the news. I couldn't deal with that kind of scrutiny. Crack and rum would be probably too expensive for me if I was having to deal with that kind of scrutiny. I'd be dealing with like the really, really low grade rum shit that (laughs) as you drink it, it's got clotasms in it. You know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about. You know, so it's there are things that you compromise that in order to achieve your dreams sometimes. And my dream is not to have some sort of dream career. My dream is to be someone that I can stand to look at in the mirror. And I've attained that. When I look at myself in the mirror, I I see someone that I like. I see someone that has lived life under their own terms. And could it have turned turned out better if I had done things differently? Very likely. But I lived life on my own terms. I didn't compromise my principles or betray who I am to get to where I am, and that matters more to me than having an expensive car or a big house or anything like that. I've done okay for myself. I am quite happy with where I am in life. I appreciate what I have. I appreciate the people I have in my life, my family members, my friends. I appreciate all of that and when i look in the mirror i see someone who's worthy of having those things in in their life and that matters more to me that's my dream and i've attained it
1: i i think that it's amazing how you and i have met and we have these values right i think it's i think it's amazing how you and i both have this agreement i remember when we had the conversation when this platform wanted to take on the Fedora chronicles radio show uh-huh and wanted to pay us hundreds of dollars a month with this one one stipulation right
0: and i i don't know if it was you or me that said it but one of us said made the comment could you live with that the answer was no the answer
1: the answer was no (laughs) yeah the 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 answer was no and there's something about somebody who was willing to steal other people's material and make a shit ton of money off of stealing other people's material and have a small legion of fans who will stick up for them and make excuses for them. It's almost like it's a cult.
0: Well, yeah, but at the same time, if you steal someone else's things, that's a crime. You go to jail for it. If you steal someone else's idea, that's not really a crime, right? Now, they have all these intellectual property laws, but those are only for regulated and designated things. If you have a copyright on something and someone steals it, you can sue them, but that person isn't being convicted of a crime. They're being charged money and fined for wrongdoing. There's a difference there. If I go over to your house and I steal your television, I can get arrested and thrown in jail. But If I listen to your podcast and just lift it wholesale and do a transcript of it and read it in my own voice on my own podcast, the most that will happen is I have to pay you money.
1: Yeah. that's And if you can, uh, this was mentioned in this other episode that I was talking about earlier. I want to
0: link that. <laughs> from the Murder Sheet.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. the Murder Sheet is a weekly true crime podcast hosted by journalists I want to say her name is Annie Kane. If I'm wrong, take a shot. Yeah. And attorney Kevin Greenley. They did an they did an episode of this. You can never forget the fiasco. And with these podcasters talking about how much it hurt to hear their material stolen and finding out that somebody else is making thousands of dollars. For that episode, with commercials, that you never, you, these people never got paid for the work they did, but Ashley Flowers did. Right. Ashley Flowers got paid for the work somebody else did. Somebody got paid for the work I did. I was doing the podcast for a local charitable organization for a couple of months, and the, and I'm going to use the quote, the air quote, vice president, quote, unquote, showed me the books and how and his wife the accountant showed me the books Uh and how they paid somebody else for doing the work that i was doing and when i went and said how come he's getting paid for the work i'm doing he's about to get married don't you want to help a brother out why don't you want to help this your brother out What's what's wrong with you in your heart? Because you don't want to help this brother out. You're doing fine, just well. Why don't you want to help out your brother? Why don't you want to let him make a little money?
0: Right. Why isn't Why isn't it my choice, though? You've taken that choice from me. But anyway.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, it was just like, and when I found out, I never, I never did another episode for them ever again. Yeah. I walked away from it in in, in mid episode, and that was, and that was. And that wasn't even a difficult decision,
0: Jay. Right.
1: So I think that we've basically covered all the bases. I want you guys to go and go to the Fedorachronicles.com. I want you to find the show page for this episode. Again, the name of this episode is 12-step recovery program for crime junkies. And you will find all the links to all the articles and all the other podcasts that we've talked about. And I, I'm, I hope that our listeners got a... I hope that they were entertained, first and foremost. I hope they got something out of this. Yes. And this is going to be the episode that I'm going to point to when people show up in these true crime groups and say, I just listened to Crime Junkies, and I love Crime Junkies, but now I'm looking for another podcast to listen to. Can you guys suggest a podcast? This, this I'm going to point to this. This is, here's a 12-step recovery program for your Crime Junkie Addiction. <laughs> Thank you for another great episode, Jay, and please apologize Thank to you. your boss for me um keeping you on the line too long.
0: Well, I'll see if he complains first. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website thefedorachronicles.com that's where you can find our show notes past episodes and articles follow us on Twitter Facebook Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode Facebook Twitter and our email address fedorachronicle at Google.com are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Fedora Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing. And for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at Zazzle.com store slash The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by all of music, all other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by premium beats from Shutterstock. Copyright the Fedora Chronicles 2020, all rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric renderkink Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your Fedoras on.